0: From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. In Cleveland, police are investigating how seven-year-old Demetrius Dunlap was shot and killed over the weekend. They believe he shot himself after getting a hold of a gun, but have not confirmed that's exactly what happened. ONN's Brie Buckley reports. The Cleveland Metropolitan School District confirmed he was a beloved first grader at Luis Munoz Marin School. Grief counselors will be at the school all week. While we still don't know exact details, Bo Brickman, manager at Stonewall Tactical in Broadview Heights, says all gun owners should focus on safety, especially if there are kids in the home. When you have kids in the house, make, make them aware of it. Um, The more you hide it, the more they're going to find it. He suggests talking to your kids about guns, how they work, and what they do to help stop any tragic accidents from happening. In downtown Cleveland, Bree Buckley. A Geauga County pastor and former Marine has been arrested after allegedly sexually abusing a minor. ONN's Marissa Sines has the story. It's a disturbing case centered around a pastor from the Thompson United Methodist Church. 37-year-old Dennis Lafferty, booked and charged on seven charges of sexual misconduct involving a minor, court records show Lafferty's abuse dates back to November of 2019. In court for the first time Monday, Lafferty maintains his innocence. Lafferty and his attorney pleaded with the judge to set a low bond, citing his time serving in the military and his working as a pastor made him worthy of such. Despite the severity of the charges, the judge ultimately denied their request setting Lafferty's bond at $100,000. I'm Marissa Signs. Names of the victims have been released from that triple homicide over the weekend near Akron. Here's ONN's Lena Lai. 58-year-old murder suspect Elias Gudino made his first court appearance. He's currently being held without bond. The Summit county Medical Examiner's Office has identified the three people dead as 35-year-old Domingo Castillo Reyes, 31-year-old Victor Varela Rodriguez, and 25-year-old Inma Reyes, all from Youngstown. I'm Lena Lai. It's becoming a war over waste in East Palestine. Governor Mike DeWine is encouraging both the EPA and Norfolk Southern to find more facilities to accept the waste from the toxic train derailment site. This after elected leaders in states outside of Ohio have refused to accept it. Senator J.D. Vance visited the site yesterday and expressed disappointment in the slow cleanup process. I, I learned that uh, the cleanup is still not proceeding apace and that we still have giant mounds of toxic chemicals and dirt uh, that have yet to be cleaned up, and so I'm very worried about that. I think that, unfortunately, a lot of the blame li- lies with the federal EPA refusing to properly quarterback this situation. So far, Norfolk Southern has removed about 3,100 tons of contaminated soil. But Governor DeWine tweeted late last week there were roughly 24,000 tons still sitting there. DeWine says he'll be back in East Palestine on Friday. The toxic train derailment in eastern Ohio has officials in other areas of the state reacting. ONN's Maureen Kyle explains. Cleveland City Council is now taking action, introducing a resolution on railroad safety. The goal is to protect Cleveland residents from the dangers of train derailments on the tracks that run through the city. Council will hold a special hearing on Tuesday. I'm Maureen Kyle. In northwest Ohio, a Perrysburg woman says all of her belongings are gone after contractors she hired to fix and pack up her home sold everything. Here's ONN's Tiffany Tarpley in Toledo. Sandra Bouchamp says instead of doing the work, the contractors set up a flea market selling stuff from her home. When she confronted the contractors, they denied selling her things and then they went off the grid. The sentimental stuff that's really the hard part, like my husband is deceased and they sold all of his books. And, you know, those were things that my children wanted. She says she would like to move forward legally but needs help. If you know anything about this, call police. In the newsroom, Tiffany Tarpley. In southwestern Ohio, a woman was caught trying to smuggle drugs into jail using denture supplies. The Butler County Sheriff's Office says 40-year-old Melissa Riley of Hamilton was arrested on Sunday when she tried to drop off denture adhesive for a jail inmate, and it was discovered to be laced with the opioid medication Suboxone. It's a prescription medication that helps with withdrawal from other drugs, and experts say it can also be misused. In the western Columbus suburb of Hilliard, a group of parents want schools to remove several books from library shelves because they deal with LGBTQ topics. Cynthia Sheets is a parent who wants certain books out of schools. These conversations, if had, should be between a parent and and a child. Meanwhile, parent Sarah Myers doesn't want books banned. Because this is the time in their lives when when they have questions and they want to know. And reading a book, take a look, it's in a book. This is how we learn things. A spokesperson with the school district says there's a board policy to challenge a book, and it's as simple as sending an email to the district. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost announced his lawsuit against First Energy should be able to continue. ONN's Melissa Andrews has more. It comes days after the former Ohio Speaker of the House and the former Ohio Republican Party chair were found guilty in a bribery scheme. That trial temporarily paused Ohio's racketeering lawsuit. The attorney general says the first energy executives should be held accountable. Yost says his office may discover even more defendants involved in the scheme. I'm Melissa Andrews. Access to abortion is one step closer to being on the November ballot in Ohio. ONN's Lindsay Mills reports. The five-member ballot board unanimously approved to allow the proposed measure to move forward. The physician certified the measure was one issue instead of multiple. The amendment would protect abortion rights until the point when a fetus is viable. Now, organizers will have to gather enough signatures to get the measure on the ballot. They have until July 5th to submit at least 413,000. Ohio has enacted a six-week abortion ban, but the law is currently blocked in court. Three groups, Ohio and for Reproductive Freedom, Protect Choice, Ohio, and Ohio Physicians for Reproductive Rights are behind the push. I'm Lindsay Mills. And today is Equal Pay Day, a day the U.S. marks to symbolize how far into the year the average woman must work in order to have earned what the average man earned the entire previous year. ONN's Tracy Townsend in Columbus has more on how city officials there are trying to close the pay gap. According to the American Association of University Women, full-time women workers make 84% of what men with full-time jobs are paid on average. That gap is even greater for women of color. Columbus City Council has passed legislation that would bar employers from asking job candidates about their salary or credit history under most circumstances. Columbus City Council President Shannon Harden has said that he's excited that this could help close the pay gap. I'm Tracy Townsend. Special thanks to our affiliates, WTOL-TV in Toledo, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.